At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We've broken down plenty of NFL action. couple more games to go. Plays that I really like. I yeah, want to Yeah, I out like there. both of these games too. I like these too. A lot. I love the Dolphins Ravens under 21 and a half first half. That's my favorite bet of the NFL week. I really like the Jags. A little scared that they're going to be a public side though. Uh, I love the Saints. I like it at two and a half. Like it more at three. What are you doing though in Seahawks 49ers? I bet this game as well. We might buy, we might be on opposite sides. I was on Seattle with you week one. I feel like that was their Super Bowl. I know the narrative is right now Trey Lance stinks. In fact, as I say this, I was a little distracted. I just saw a video. He's at a strip club throwing throwing dollar saw bills it. right now. Not, not great. It. Not great. Luckily, Jimmy Garoppolo is the highest paid backup quarterback. <laughs> He's right behind him. Waiting to see what's up with George Kittle. The Elijah Mitchell injury absolutely sucks, especially the way that Kyle Shanahan and Trent Williams were hyping him up before the season. Not worried about the Niners on the defensive side of the ball. Go back and watch that game, man. Like, I'm not overreacting to anything I saw from no, Chicago or San Fran. Now. Just played underwater. It was a glorified rugby match. And I got to be honest with you, bet the Niners. My, I got it at eight and a half. It's back up to nine. Same. I think they win this game by double digits, man. I think Trey Lance Couldn't will be just more. fine. I think they'll be able to run the ball. And Seattle won their Super Bowl last week. They pretty much said it, dude. Pete Carroll, all the players in that locker room, they were asked, like, why does this mean so much? Why do you think it means? Russell Wilson forced his way out of there. Big yep. fraud. Kidding. Yep. Ryan, I could look. It scared me that we're agreeing on all these games. Yeah, but I, go I, wrong. I love San Francisco this week too. You said it. I mean, it's it's the key point that you have to hit on. That was Seattle's Super Bowl. Yeah, this could be one of the biggest letdown spots of like the entire year. They they wanted that game so bad. Now you got to turn around and play a divisional opponent who you have absolutely owned in the Russell Wilson era. The Seahawks, the last twenty games against San Francisco, seventeen and three, including the playoffs. Yeah, they own the 49ers so they are looking forward to this now that russ isn't there anymore and look the seahawks won that game yesterday folks they didn't score a point in the second half right there were three total points scored in the second half of that game i know we all thought gino looked great and he did the first half he was fantastic the play calling was spectacular the mix of run and pass rashad penny looked really good metcalf was getting involved Lockett, the tight ends were there they looked really good but the defense has some real holes, Ryan. 
If Denver doesn't fumble the ball in the one-yard line, not yeah. once, but twice, yeah. they win that game easily. Yeah, I, uh, You know, the Seahawks are not a good football team. They won, and now they're a trendy dog because they're plus nine, and San Francisco lost. Trust me. The only thing that worries me a little bit is that they're again calling for rain this week, and I didn't love how San Francisco looked, but you don't, you wouldn't think it's going to be how it was in Chicago No, no, last I don't week. think so. I don't think it's going to be that, so I think we they should be okay. I mean, you know, Seattle's coming off a short week. They had to play on a Monday, so they don't get as much prep. There's just so many reasons to like San Francisco this week. San Francisco, too, they committed 12 penalties for 99 yards last week. So they were undisciplined. They didn't score any points. They didn't play well. Like you said, I think Lance is going to bounce back. Teams that are big favorites week one and lose outright and come back and are favorites again in week two tend to do really well. Yeah, absolutely. They tend to do really well. So yeah. I like San Francisco, minus nine. Yeah, man. I, I think that, and again, you get the better coach, you get Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, Pete Carroll isn't a Hall of Famer. He obviously is. He's won a Super Bowl. He was great at USC, but Shanahan is the real deal. I know, some, I know he's not Offensive for everybody. genius. Yes, exactly. And uh, I, I also like San Francisco a lot. And I'm not buying into Geno Smith, even though he did make us a bunch of money week one. All right, the next game we have to preview. We've kind of hit on this. It's going back and forth with the Bengals as my survivor pick. Look, man, anytime you see some line movement like this and we go through a key number, we blow through a key number like this, I just cover my nose and it's a numbers play. Do I want to sit for four hours on 425, at 425 Watch on Sunday? Watch Cooper Rush throw the football? Now we got to remember Cooper Rush did beat the Minnesota Vikings. He did. Did throw two touchdown passes and nearly at least 300 yards in that game. I'd have to go back and watch it. But I, I, it's seven and a half, man. Dallas is at home. They were going to close as favorites in this game, or at least as a pick. And the Bengals didn't look very good week one. I think there's going to be some regression. The offensive line did not protect Joe Burrow, took a bunch of hits. And I do think the Bengals win. Not enough to lay minus 350 on the money line, but I don't know that they win it by eight points. I just don't think they're built for that this year. The Cowboys have to run the ball more. Zeke, granted, he only got 10 touches. Actually looked pretty good, man. Now he's not yeah. gonna—he's not your explosive Zeke from eight years ago, but he could average four or five yards per pop easily. They're going to have to get Tony Pollard involved. Here's the one thing that concerns me about back in Dallas, plus seven and a half. Uh, I saw a report Mike McCarthy is going to be more involved in the play calls this week with Kellen Moore. That's always scary. I can promise you he sucks. M Mike McCarthy does. Seven and a half, though, is too many points. Give me Dallas. Totally with you. All I keep thinking when I think about this game is, do you remember when the Titans played the Rams last year on Sunday Night Football? They lost Derrick Henry, and everybody all week was telling the Titans how, how finished they are yeah. without Derrick Henry. This just has the same vibes. All everybody's been saying all week is how is how Dallas is done without Dak. Their season's done. They're not winning the division. They're not going to the playoffs. You motivate an NFL team like that, it's it's a scary, scary thing. So I'm taking Dallas as well, plus seven and a half. I expect them to play well. They were the only team in week one that didn't score a touchdown. They've heard that all week. Joe Burrow, you know, he committed five turnovers last week. Cincinnati, you got to remember, they were in the Super Bowl last year. They had some hangover effects in week one. I still think they're a good team but they're going to be getting everybody's best shot this season. Yeah. They were the runner-up in the NFL last year. caught everybody year. by surprise. Now, you know, you go from being the 100 to the 100. That's exactly I know it's cliche, right. but it's so true. So true. And yeah. so I'm with you, especially that you get the hook there at the 7.5. Dallas, for me, is the play. Cooper Rush, you know, like you said, he beat Minnesota. He's a capable quarterback. He didn't look great coming in for Dak last week, but no. it was mop-up time and the game was over. Now they're going to involve the game plan around him. Dallas knows they can't start 0-2. Tampa, as as demoralizing a loss as that was, especially with the Dak injury, it's not like it was a divisional loss. Yeah. So your season's still in front of you. 
I, I like Dallas plus seven and a half. The motivational aspect of this, everybody telling them all how bad they were all week. I think that's what drives me to take Dallas. I'm with you, man. So I like the uh, I, I like the Texans a lot last week. Another reason I faded Denver, I mean, they're the only team in the National Football League with a new quarterback and a new coaching staff, and I know it's Russell Wilson, but it's going to be a feeling-out process, man, and I know it was Seattle, and that's why I, I, I stayed away from this game because my lean would probably be the Texans plus 10, but it is the perfect get-right spot for Denver. Obviously, the Texans aren't a good football team. Um, they do get the tie with Indianapolis week one, but come on, man. It's a Lovey Smith coach team. Uh, they're going to fight hard. They're probably going to cover a lot of big numbers. Can't do it this week, though, with them making the trip. The altitude, Russell Wilson in a bounce-back spot. The embarrassment of kicking a 64-65 yard field goal to win that game rather than trusting him. I could see them getting right. Don't want to play either side. Don't want to play the total here at 45 and a half. No props that I like, to be quite honest with you. This is a stay away for me. Anything for you? Nothing for me, but like you said, if I had a lean, it would be Denver minus 10. This is just like San Francisco and Seattle. It's going to be a popular dog that overperformed last week. Houston tied, so they technically didn't lose. And Denver was a six and a half point favorite, just like San Francisco was. They lost outright. A lot of people are down on the Broncos, but this is a get right spot for them. The defense was good, especially in the second half. And again, the offense had chances. They just fumbled the ball at the one yard line twice. So they got to get Court and Sutton a little bit more evolved. Uh, I think they got to keep Javante Williams in there more. Dude, the yeah. mix of Melvin yeah. Gordon. Melvin Javon- Gordon does not need no. more touches than Javante me. is really, really good. So you got to get him more touches. Russ's first home game in Denver. I think Denver is probably the play, but you know, minus 10, laying that in an NFL game, that's a lot of points. All right, to close out the show, we're going to preview Bears Packers. We're also going to give out all of our plays for the week, any leans that we do have. So let's. Are you really high on this game? We got the Cardinals taking on the Raiders, and the Raiders are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, in fact, there's actually been some line movement. Let me check that in here in a second. Cardinals looked like a disaster against the Chiefs week one, um, looking to obviously avoid going to 0-2 here. I, d- I don't know if I could do it. So the Cardinals, 1-6 and six against the spread in their last seven after they got off to that nice start. Kyler didn't look very interested week one. No. We know he's not as good with DeAndre Hopkins off the field. DeAndre Hopkins is still suspended. For a couple more weeks still as well. I like James Conner, but now with Chase Edmonds gone, he's just the feature back. Don't know what to do with Arizona. I'm really low on Cliff Kingsbury as I have been. I don't know that he even makes it to hard knocks. I keep joking here on the show, but I don't know that I want to lay this number. One thing that I do like, man, I do have a lean here. We're going to go with, uh, so we obviously saw the Cardinals get absolutely abused by Travis Kelsey. I know he's the best tight end in the league, unless you're into blocking, then it's George Kittle. I have to find the number here, and I'm frozen, but I am going to go receiving yards Darren Waller as soon as we get off. Uh, I was also thinking about maybe some Hunter Renfro props. Devontae Adams saw all the targets week one. He's going to catch a bunch of passes and touchdowns. He's top three receiver in this league. But if Carr wants to run this offense the right way, they're going to have to get other guys involved. And Hunter Renfro had over 100 grabs last year. Darren Waller is a top five tight end. They just paid him all that money after the rumors were they were going to move him. I mean, there were rumors that they were going to trade him on draft night to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those rumors did not come true, and I'm stuck with Robert Tunyon. But I'm going to go. The only play I would have in this game, I would actually lean the Cardinals, man. I think the Raiders are getting a little bit too much love. I think that's the worst roster in that division. I love Devontae, but five and a half seems a little high. All I'm playing, Darren Waller player props. And the receiving yards right now, let me pull it up. 49 and a half. I'm going over on Darren Waller. Wow. If we're, you got any plays, you're agreeing on like every game. Yeah. Arizona plus five and a half. Love them on the road. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.